This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Consequence Podcast Network. All right. I think it's time to debate Jungkook's eyebrow piercing. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. And whether or not it's real or if it's fake. For me, I really want it to be real. Okay. And when we first saw it, I was not sold that it was real. Like I thought it looks like it may be fake. Like I couldn't imagine at the time that he would really commit and have an eyebrow piercing. Right. But then you see his sleeves his the full sleeve. sleeves yeah. yeah and you're like okay well he already has a full sleeve so really what yeah. is an eyebrow piercing on top of that okay yeah. and after people were really questioning is it real or not he started wearing well if it's real an eyebrow piercing with much bigger um like balls yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah balls i mean yeah like the actual um closure part of you know of how the you, eyebrow piercing yeah. they so it was like easier to see almost of his as if he's saying, okay, it's real. Like, look, it's here. Yeah. So, well, it kept reappearing too. Right. Like, in a lot of the, you know, some of the photos and the content that was coming out. The thing that confused me was the, I think it was like a V Live that they did after Butter. And he took off like jewels on his eyebrows yeah. and gave it to Taeyang, who then like put that jewel on his nose for like a nose piercing. But during the concerts for Muster, you can see the bar, like the physical bar that goes through the flesh of his mm-hmm. skin and his eyebrow. Yeah. And for me, there's no denying that this eyebrow piercing is real. Yeah. Like maybe at first it wasn't and now it is yeah. because, yeah, he did take off the jewels in that V Live. So it was like, okay, it's not real. Yeah. And then there was even a picture from Muster that had like the top um, piece missing but you could see the bar indentation it like underneath his eyebrow with the bottom piece still in and I just know it's common with piercings that like a part of it might fall off but it will still stay in just because it's tight and whatever mm-hmm. so yeah I I want it to be real so I'm just gonna say I think it's real I'm gonna say I'm 99.7% positive that it's real <laughs> I really feel that it's real at this point yeah just Jungkook emo boyfriend fully fulfilling really? the prophecy. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, man. So on that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though. So if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, okay, Namjoon is fucking destroying me. What else is new? (laughs) (laughs) But really, after muster, both of these days, Namjoon, we have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm, Definitely. (laughs) Or all of the muster, Sowuzu concert, like the world concert, all of it was iconic. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to briefly touch on the remainder of Festa 2021. But the majority of this episode is going to be about Master Sowuzu. So we're going to go through all of the set lists for day one and day two, talk about our experience and just our impressions of this world online concert that they did for muster yeah but before we get into today's episode we do want to say thank you iconics for being here and for supporting us if you'd like to support us even further and have access to our google docs full of episode notes important links and pictures you can do that by donating monthly to our patreon at patreon.com slash standing bts or if you'd like you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing bts podcast Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you for being here and really thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and thanks for all your reviews lately. Oh my gosh, they've been so kind and incredible. The reviews have been just so, so kind and motivating too. Like hearing your words makes us feel like, okay, we we can keep doing this. We can keep doing this. Yeah, Yeah. it's definitely encouraging. Uh, Also, Iconics, please join us this month in donating to the NAACP, which is a charity at the forefront of the movement to build political power and ensure the well-being of communities of color. Donations to the NAACP help further their mission to ensure the political, educational, social, and economic equality of rights of all persons and to eliminate racial hatred and racial discrimination so please join us this month of june to celebrate juneteenth by donating to the naacp please go to naacp.org slash donate yeah that's this weekend juneteenth yep. yeah mm-hmm. yeah great okay so let's go ahead and get into just the remainder of festa 2021 we mm-hmm. covered a lot of festa in our last episode and we even talked about their festa songs mm-hmm. so if you want to check that out that was last week's episode But the remainder of FESTA 2021, we had the BTS Army profile. We also had the school year FESTA exam, which this was extremely difficult if you went and actually took this exam. Like the questions were insanity. Mm -hmm. Like you really had to know your stuff. I don't know how anyone... I don't think anyone got 100% on it. Like, I I just think it's impossible. Yeah, how could you? It was really tricky. But the funny thing is, is that BTS took this exam themselves And Jimin said that if you're an army who got at least 60%, that's something to be proud of uh, because it was just that difficult. I'm pretty sure Taeyang and Yoongi like bombed it. (laughs) We (laughs) totally bombed it. It was very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. They also did the BTS room live. And in this, they were in a very simple room. There was purple lighting and then I think it changed to like green lighting, Mm -hmm. but very simple set. And they did a medley of like, look here, save me, outro wings, 
Pied Piper Ugg and Telepathy. Yeah. It was just such a sweet treat, especially hearing Look Here. I don't even know the last time I've seen a performance of Look Here or if there even was. I mean, there probably is a performance, but just really not heard of of them doing this. So it was really great to see that. And also Namjoon's verse was just incredible. That rap (laughs) verse that he has in Look Here, I think, is one of his best. Like it just has excellent flow. And so it was really nice for them to bring that back here for this muster or for Mm -hmm. this festa performance. Mm -hmm. Um, I also just really loved the UGG performance. We had gotten UGG last year, but getting like this almost cute version of UGG, it, Mm -hmm. it wasn't in the way that they delivered it, but their outfits were so just cute at the time. Especially j-hope yeah he was like the paper boy hat yeah yeah Yeah. and so there was like this juxtaposition of them looking really adorable in their outfits and also rapping this like super hardcore um song i really enjoyed that i liked that it was a medley Mm -hmm. that all of the songs just smoothly transitioned into one another and that it wasn't the full-length song so we got to enjoy so many different songs from bts and their discography Uh, They also had the BTS stage clip, Let Us Shine Once Again. And this was a video from their performance at their last concert, Speak Yourself, in Seoul, Mm -hmm. of Microcosmos, which was one of the ending songs of the the concert. Yeah. Which ended up being one of the last songs performed live. At Muster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for them completely. That ended up being one of their last songs performed you know, since the pandemic, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a really special performance for them also. And uh, in the video, you get to see just the whole entire stadium lit up with army bombs, you know, like stars, like the microcosmos that, you know, BTS calls us. And uh, that was really special to revisit that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the big video that we were really looking forward to was the 2021 Festa Army Store. And this was about an hour long video. And in this, BTS calls this kind of area location that they're sitting in their convenience store where they can go to to revisit memories with ARMY, just like ARMY can go to the magic shop to feel close to BTS. Which was their last muster, right? right? Magic Mm -hmm. Magic shop? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it was, yeah. Um, so for me personally, this video is what I look forward to most during Festa, besides, of course, Muster. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when they release, you know, like their SoundCloud singles during Festa, but I really love this hour long video because it's always such a great conversation with BTS. Um, and it always just gives me a renewed appreciation for BTS as who they are and not only like as artists and as musicians, but as people and as a group, their group dynamic. Uh, I feel like we get some insight to it when we get to see these videos. Because they openly reflect on a lot of their year and what they hope for for the coming year. Mm -hmm. And just seeing that openness really gives us a good idea on the inside what what their goals are and what they're working on. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So a couple of things that stood out, we're just going to talk about some things that stood out to us during this video. For me, um, I really liked at one point Namjoon called ARMY a miracle. He was just saying that the fact that we even exist is a miracle. And then later on, unrelated, Jin was speaking about their accomplishments and awards. And they were, he said that they're all because of ARMY, who has been behind them the entire time. And then he called us Miracle ARMY. 
So I just thought that that was very sweet and touching and just kind of drove the point home that throughout this whole video, BTS was really reflecting on ARMY as much as they were reflecting on themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jen really wanted to emphasize how important ARMY is to the success of BTS, mm -hmm. like almost where he feels like BTS is just a very small part of it and that ARMY is the main reason yeah. for why they're here yeah. and that they're the miracle. Yeah. I loved how Namjoon talked about ARMY in the sense of like he wants to get to know us better. That something that he's curious about, like just how we're curious about them, like what they do, what they're up to, what their know, day -to -day how they spend is. their free time, what mm -hmm. their hobbies are right now. Namjoon said he's just curious about ARMY and what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. He wants to know what our goals and aspirations are. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's special. I don't feel like you really hear artists talking about their fans in that way. Like, yeah. I want to know what my fans are doing. They want to know us intimately. They yeah. want to know us like human to human, not like fan to musician. And they don't want to have just like a idol to fan relationship they don't want to have that degree of separation they really want to feel close mm -hmm. um and i i think that that point really came yeah. through with namjoon yeah and it makes me feel good that we have on this podcast we have like our being an army episodes where people share their army stories about what bts have brought to them but also just like you know what their daily lives are like and struggles that they go through yeah and then also we're not the only ones there's tons of armies who have you know army meetups and videos and you know music that they've written and such about just army and expressing their lives and and how bts has helped them so mm -hmm. i hope that bts sees that you is know, able so to that engage they, you know, with that I'm content sure, i'm sure that they do mm -hmm. to an extent but hearing namjoon say that i'm like wow, they, they really want to know more yeah. about ARMY and they genuinely care what we're up to. Yeah, and gen genuinely care about who we are as people. And mm -hmm. I think that's just so unique because obviously that's what how we feel about BTS is that one of the big things that keeps us drawn into them is wanting to know more about them uh, mm -hmm. as people. Yeah. So it's just a very unique relationship that we have. Yeah, they also had a conversation about Butter and the lyrics of Butter and the release of Butter. And it was just interesting to hear their conversation about what Butter is, the meaning of Butter, you know, lyrically, and even just just them releasing it, mm -hmm. what it what it meant, what it means to them. Yeah. In this Festa setting, like they've done a lot of interviews, but it seems more personal. And casual. And casual, yes. Yeah. Like they can really speak their minds in this setting as opposed to in an interview they may have to be more tactful and so i enjoyed in this conversation where they spoke about oh the lyrics may not be making a statement about society almost like saying as our lyrics typically do and that was a big thing that i think like three different members spoke about is that they just weren't able to it's tough with the vibe that they wanted to convey with this song to be able to speak lyrically really profoundly and make like some sort of societal statement um and so they really focused on hey we really do write amazing lyrics and we have like you know a lot of opinions about the world and what we can contribute and what other people should be contributing and the problems of the world and whatever and butter is just not the example of that it's hard enough to write a song mm -hmm. but also to write a song that is profound and really hits on 
those deeper topics, those deeper thoughts that you have. But then to write it in a different language, Mm -hmm. of course, like that's extremely difficult. I mean, it's just, it's almost nearly impossible. So seeing them talk about this and then also hearing Yoongi talk about how hard he is studying English and that something he really wishes he would have done earlier is study English and really understand it better because I think it really wears on him that he wasn't able to contribute to the lyrics of Butter and that going down the road, wanting to get that Grammy and just wanting to be able to write those in-depth lyrics of all of those internal thoughts that he has, those mm-hmm. conflicts of the world and you know internal conflict too, not being able to express that in the songs because yeah. he, I think it's become very clear that in order for BTS to get radio play and to qualify or even be considered for a Grammy, the song has to be in English, which is such bull crap. Yeah. But yeah. It was just interesting hearing them talk about butter like this. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they obviously said butter is supposed to be a bright, happy, energetic song that we want it to just be like a summer fun song. And so that's what they focused on conveying because they felt they would not be able to convey that deeper message that their music typically has. Mm-hmm. And so I think they all have hope for the future that when they continue to release English music in pursuit of that Grammy, um, that they will be able to contribute more li- lyrically mm-hmm. and that they will be able to have like a deeper meaning song. And I think that they, they were almost a little self-conscious about Butter not having that deeper meaning and being multifaceted. You yeah. know, they almost had to, ex- they felt like they had to explain themselves, yeah. I feel. I do too. Yeah. 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 But I don't fault them for it. You know, I, I, I love Butter for what it is. Yeah. yeah. I do believe that they want to be authentic and who mm-hmm. they are to the core but with these fully english singles i feel that they have self-doubt you know and and just that they haven't been able to contribute like they normally do yeah yeah and they're trying to play the game yeah of, you know how to get a grammy and so it's like what's the give There's and take too much pressure around the grammy thing mm-hmm. like I, it it but they, they want it, you know, like Yoongi said it multiple times in that video. Yeah, but I think ARMY wants it too. And so I just feel that therefore BTS wants it even more because ARMY wants it for them. Right. And I do think that BTS is writing their own success story. And that just seems to be the next step. Step. And they said that it was a challenge to work towards. That's what Jimin was like. When we didn't get the Grammy this year, I said, okay, this is a new challenge. And it's been quite a while since we've been challenged in this way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's an exciting challenge for them because they're so used to winning at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. in all of the Asian awards in the Eastern world, they sweep sweep them. them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're really looking at it as a new challenge and just something that they're climbing and working towards. Yeah. But they are writing their success story right now. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Grammy or not, they've already won. Yeah. They've already made a huge impact on the world. Yeah. And and that's really all that matters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, just one more point to what you said earlier about like ARMY wants them to get a Grammy and whatever and how much that's driving them mm-hmm. to say that that's their goal. I don't want them to get a Grammy because they have to change who they are. You know, I want absolutely not. I want them, None of us want that. Right. I would rather them 
take longer to get a Grammy, like more years than just it happening next year because of Butter. I'd rather them work up to it and be able to continue to make music that's authentically them. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of having to cater. Yeah. It's so painful, though, because they're just so close to it. Yeah. They've gotten so close to it two years in a row now. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's t- it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> also in this video, they talked about BTS working out. Mm-hmm. We heard about how Jimin, Yoongi, Namjoon, and Jungkook have all been working out a lot. Taeyong had been working out with them, but then since has dropped off. Like he's like not into it anymore. He literally did it just to build those arms just for that one shot in the Butter yeah. Music video. And that's <laughs> it. And then he was like, I'm done. But what was so amusing to me was J-Hope, while they were all talking about this, he said, wow, I feel really um, out of the loop or I feel left out. Yeah. And they said, oh yeah, no, you can come with us. You can join us. And he immediately like retracted what he said, like, no, no, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't want to work out with you all. Yeah. <laughs> Also, the fact, I mean, Yoongi was really going and he was like, you'll be so amazed. Like, Jimin was talking about they typically do CrossFit. Yeah. And then Yoongi was like, you'll walk in on us shirtless. Shirtless. Just like, one, two, yeah, three. I was like, them. oh, God. I mean, I would miss out on that. He was really trying to sell it. He was like, you would love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't miss out either. I don't know what yeah. J-Hope is thinking. <laughs> you know. But... It was fun hearing them talk about it. And then they were J-Hope saying that he felt left out. And then Jin was like, well, I'm not working out either. And neither is Young. So it's not like all of them are doing it without Hobie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just really want to talk about like Jin just really struck me during this video. And I think that I really right now in my personal journey, I'm really appreciative of like who Jin is. And like, I think he's worked hard to become this person, but I was just really struck. I think I need to work towards his state of mind because something that he talked about was how he finds opportunities to be silly and laugh just in a normal day. And the example he gave was like, I took a shower like while doing a handstand Mm -hmm. and just, you know, taking a shower upside down and he didn't like it because the water was running like into his nose. And, uh, but just doing that and he found it silly and he was able to laugh at himself and like have, you know, have fun in the monotony of your day, you know, like everybody has to shower and he was like, how can I make this fun? And so I really appreciated that. Um, And then he also later on, they were talking about, they reflected on their past, they reflected on their future and kind of postured about their future. And he said that he's a really present oriented person and that he really doesn't think too much about the past or worry too much about the future. And that's something that I've been really focusing on. Like I've been meditating in order to try to be more present in my daily life. And, um, you know, I it's really admirable that Jin has you know worked to this place where he can be really present and I was like I need to work towards his mindset a little bit yeah Yeah. it can be extremely difficult for anyone to be in the present to not ruminate about the past and to not predict the future because we can't predict the future no matter what so it is challenging to be in the present but to hear that Jin is been living that way and has been striving for that is extremely uh, inspiring. I just love that. Like he's just finding happiness in his normal life and trying to live in the present as much as possible. And Mm -hmm. I struggle that I just live in the past. And so I really have been working on it. And so this gives me hope that I can 
become better at living in the present and, you know, encourages me to do so because I'm like, Jen can do it. I'm going to try to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And Namjoon even said the future doesn't exist. He said something like that with his response about Mm -hmm. the future, basically saying, you know, there's no reason to wonder or worry or whatever because you're going to create it as as you go. But the future as a concept doesn't exist. I just thought that was profound. In the present right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of them wrote down wishes at the end of this video and each of them in their wishes included how badly they miss ARMY and how badly they want to perform in a stadium specifically. They all spoke about how much they miss touring, how much they love to tour and how, you know, they used to not look forward to the long flights or, you know, like the different hours or whatever. And now how much they miss it and how much they took it for granted. They were talking about how humans are so fickle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because J-Hope was like, man, I hated those flights. Like I would get tired with it and now I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss it so much. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, as much as we're anticipating it, they are as well. Um, in fact, Yungi's, well, now that we talked about the Grammy, his last wish was a Grammy. He just wrote Grammy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, still working towards that. And just this um, conversation about all of their wishes, how badly they want to go on tour. Again, we're thinking about, okay, when are they going to go on tour? What's this? When is the announcement going to come? When are we going to get more information about it? Because people are touring. People are selling, you know, tour tickets right now. And so we just want to, we want to know. Um, So there was a conversation in kind of the middle of this video that was cut out. And we're wondering if this was hinting towards an announcement because there was a question that was like, what was the last long conversation you had with a member and what was it about and they were like oh the last conversation oh we all had that like a couple nights ago oh Jimin cried Yoongi cried they were all giving Yoongi shit for crying and then they were like should we say it should we say like what it was and then it cut it out yeah and then it, not a smooth cut no, either. No, no. it was a harsh cut just, and you're like okay what the hell just happened yeah. yeah and then it came back you know it was like the the tv screen with all the lines and the colors of like there's nothing here yeah. and then it came back with them kind of like laughing so i feel like who would cry if like they found out they were able to tour jimin yeah yungi probably you know all of them all of them <laughs> i'm sure all of them would cry but like yeah. i just it made me wonder did they say it then and then they were like okay no we have to cut this out like we're mm-hmm. announcing it later on or something yeah so yeah i'm hopeful i'm hopeful too all right which leads us perfectly into muster yeah so let's go ahead and just we're gonna give our personal experience with muster just what we did on night one or day one day two which was at 4.30 in the morning morning. our time. Yeah. Uh, So the first night, it was Sunday. So I was able to go over to your place, Mm -hmm. Kayla, because we could not be here in my apartment because we would wake up the entire building for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We needed a house where we are not sharing walls with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. We were screaming. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And gosh, it was just great to be together for it yeah it was a treat i was really thankful that you came over to my place uh you had to drive like 25 minutes at like three in the morning three thirty. walk me out to my car because i'm like <laughs> i don't know it's a sunday morning like saturday night technically right at 3 30 a.m yeah so downtown anything downtown, can happen like downtown kansas city yeah yeah 
Um, but once you got there, we just got it all set up. We were, you know, put it on my TV and we're ready to go with our army bombs and we had coffee and, uh, we were just, well, we thought we were prepared, but we had no idea what we were really in for Mm -hmm. with this muster. Yeah. 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 I stood up like pretty much the entire time. Yeah, we did. Dancing the entire time. Yeah. It was a blast. It It was was so fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, day two. I had to go into work. That was this morning. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. It just feels like forever ago. But this morning, yeah, I had to go to work. And so I woke up at 4.30 almost. <laughs> like, I think I woke up at 4.25. Yeah. Me- meandered over to the couch from my bed. <laughs> Got to put a blanket on me. Had a like a little sparkling flavored water to try to wake up a little bit. And oh my gosh, I don't know what it was about day two for muster, but I was really into it. And I felt like BTS were really into it. So I was out here at 4.30 in the morning with my army bomb by myself, just like (laughs) headphones in, banging away like, yeah, (laughs) I was just trying to to quietly scream and yell to myself. Without waking up the entire building. Yes. Man, for me, like day one completely wrecked me. I I took two naps on Sunday. Like after you left my house, probably at like 8.30 in the morning or something, Mm -hmm. um, I went back to sleep until the afternoon. Jordan and I like went to the grocery store and I meal prepped and then I went back to sleep. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, then like all night I was up. I was up until like 1 a.m., like going into Monday morning and the concert starts at 4.30. And so I finally also I had like a traumatic experience with a huge fucking spider crawling across my bed at like 11 p.m. right by my head. It was like a giant like two inch wide brown recluse and I'm terrified of spiders. It was the worst. So I couldn't sleep after that. Horrific. Yeah, it was awful. Nightmare. So (laughs) I I did wake up this morning. I like was almost like, am I going to wake up? I was afraid that you weren't going to wake up. And if I didn't, I would regret it so much. Like I have every time that I don't wake up. Day two is our shit. Day Day two two is the shit. Is always our shit. Like we have to be at day two. Yeah. So we I did wake up. I did miss Life Goes On um, and Butter, but I came in on the Tropical Remix was when I started watching for uh, night two. But mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it this morning, too. I just laid in bed, had my phone, and I was I was vibing. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the stage and the concept and the VCRs for this muster Sobuzu performance. So for the stage... They had this figure eight because it's their eighth year, their eighth anniversary as BTS. But also it's the infinity sign. You know, just infinite. BTS uh, forever. Forever. Yeah. yeah. But the stage was extravagant. They had these large planets floating above. Very BTS universe. BTS world vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had screens in front of the stage displaying the armies who were video, uh, video calling. I don't know. They were just like being, they were able to be there at the concert and their videos, they got like selected for it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that BTS got to see some armies in the audience. Yeah. Very Mm -hmm. cool that they did that for this concert. And all of them had their own army bombs. Like like, sitting on top of their screen. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So cute. Um. So yeah, screens in front of the stage were displaying ARMY so that BTS got to see at least a little bit of ARMY while they were performing. But there was tons of fireworks, 
pyro sparklers that were built in for specific moments of the concert. Mm -hmm. And really something that can only happen at an outdoor venue. Yeah. And it's so significant that it was an outdoor venue because it's so reminiscent of their stadium tours that they've done at this point. So this was new for them in terms of like online streaming live a concert. Right. They've done that with BonBonCon, but to do this for muster outside was different. I'm sure it felt more like a concert for them because they had been on sound stages and previously like Jen had spoken about how it felt like a promotional video instead of a concert. Mm -hmm. So being outdoor on a stage with all of the pyro and the screens and the Mm -hmm. lights and, you know, everything I'm sure felt more like a concert for them was more rewarding. Yeah. 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 Uh, So for their VCRs that they played, you know, throughout the concert, the theme of these were like their adventure to army. And so they were in this like camper slash lunar rover combo, like a space camper out roaming around on a planet. And BTS each had a different role to play, like a different job inside of their Mm-hmm. their vehicle it was like a mission space yeah. type thing I mean yeah. Jimin was wearing a NASA hoodie okay yeah. <laughs> uh, so like there was you know like J-Hope was the driver Namjoon navigating you know they all had different jobs repairmen so at some point in the VCR their front tire goes flat and they have to stop and Jin I think gets out and he has to put a mask on and he has to get out and repair it um, so this, I think it was Jin, Namjoon, and Jungkook who all yeah, went out. But yeah. Jin, yeah, was initiating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this was all very symbolic of COVID. Like, especially the masks for me, like having to don the mask to go and do this thing, this task of repairing this tire. And then after they finished, they showed the shot of them putting the masks back up and then getting on their way, driving off into the the sunset to army. Mm-hmm. They successfully fixed it or they moved past it and overcame it, which mm-hmm. I think in any any journey that you're on, like nothing is going to be smooth sailing. You're going to come across these barriers, these hiccups. And COVID-19 was a hiccup in BTS's journey to being with ARMY and performing with ARMY. Yeah. So this showed me that they're back on their way yeah. to ARMY. Yeah, there's hope that they're on their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for the concert, before it started, night one, Yoongi tweeted these selfies of all of the members literally like a minute or less before they ended up going out on stage, which blew my mind because we were waiting there for just a moment like, okay, it's 4.30. Where are they? Yeah, we're ready. And then you told me like, oh my gosh, they just tweeted. (laughs) (laughs) And so we get this first shot of BTS before they go out for their, their day one of muster. And so many of them look different like they have new hair new style yoongi is platinum blonde Mm -hmm. which everyone was kind of anticipating that deshwata was going to be performed and this was just like solidification of that like it's happening yeah immediately we knew (laughs) blonde yoongi yeah platinum blonde yoongi we had heard about black-haired jimin uh, and so now seeing black haired Jimin, but also with the bangs down, like, you know, fully haired down, uh, we knew that we were in for it with this night of black haired Jimin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to talk about Namjoon and this haircut that he has going on. It's like a mullet, except for the sides are completely shaved down. It's no like fade. It's a really harsh line, but he is absolutely rocking it. And the 
hair color is like this really bright yellow um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Jen is rocking this softer, almost ashy blonde that he has. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe light brown, ashy blonde, somewhere in there. He looks fantastic. But J-Hope is in this icy, pretty much white hair. It's like yeah. white hair. Yeah. Platinum, platinum, blonde, if anything. But it it's like white. Yeah. Totally didn't expect that from him, but he looks phenomenal. He looks amazing. <laughs> like, I am forever wrecked by this J-Hope. I'm like, this might be one of his best looks ever. Like, I'm just so yeah. in love with this hairstyle for him. I would have never thought that he would go like this, like, white blonde, but mm-hmm. he pulls it off completely. He looks amazing. Oh, he looks so good. And then Jungkook <laughs> has this haircut, and he's fucking wrecking me, especially with, like, the tattoos and the eyebrow piercing, but his hair is very short right now, and it's not, like, a really harsh fade on the sides. It's more of a conservative fade and it just is barely tapered on the edges and like I don't know why it's wrecking me so hard but he it's wrecking everyone he just looks like your emo boyfriend like really the tattoos the eyebrow piercing the black hair Mm. his presence on stage like I think every army was fully in love with Jungkook these these two days of muster like it was just insanity (laughs) Taeyang uh, still has that fluffy perm, light brown hair. So his hair, I think, is the only one that really looks the same from what we've been seeing. But seeing this tweet, it was just like eye-opening for us. Like we really didn't know what was in store <laughs> because we didn't even know that they had changed their looks. Yeah. 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 So when they all came out on stage and throughout their performances, like truthfully, our main experience with night one was being overwhelmed and fangirling literally the entire time. Yeah. Um, with just how attractive they are, how incredible they all look. The outfits on night one were particularly just amazing, showed a lot of skin. Um, I just so we just have to fangirl here for a minute about mm-hmm. how incredible they look yeah so like ah, Namjoon was really just destroying me in every moment um, the hair he is really working this haircut and this hairstyle mm-hmm. like messing with it pushing it back like showing his you know full especially profile especially night two yeah or day two I keep saying night it was night for us well it was but night day for two. them yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, day two, especially when he was completely drenched in sweat, but also they were throwing water on him. So, yeah, it. <laughs> I, and he's just like the sweatiness. I too. just really, yeah. yeah, he he is like the king of like really being so sweaty on stage and not like ever wiping it off. So he's just like glistening uh-huh. and it really puts me over the edge. Yeah. Um, I just really, I, I could talk about him for like 10 hours, but it would just be like mindless drabble because like my brain can't formulate thoughts when I look yeah. at these pictures of him. But you heard all of BTS too when they threw the water on him. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, sexy, sexy Namjoon. Yeah. yeah. They were just freaking out. <laughs> they were all like fanboying over Namjoon. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whole world. <laughs> oh, man. Jungkook, I really... All I have to say is that I think that Jungkook wrecked the most for both nights for all of ARMY. Oh, yeah. It was because we got to see him fully confident. I mean, really just putting on display those tattoos. The full sleeve. Yeah, we haven't seen him sleeveless or even short-sleeved since he's gotten these tattoos that he's had. So getting to see all of the tats plus the eyebrow piercing and the forehead and he really delivered his absolute best. I think they all did. But Jungkook was just 
really um, sexy, sexy. Yeah. yeah. Destroying every yeah. single one of us. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Yoongi was wrecking me, I think, the most. I, I can't even say that. Like, biasless doesn't exist. I think you all relate. <laughs> <laughs> but Yoongi, oh my gosh, his face just really looks mature. That's the that's the best way I can put mm-hmm. it. Um, He was rocking this platinum blonde hair. I think he always has ever since his first mixtape with Augusti. But he, he rocks this platinum blonde. But also, he was in this short-sleeved white shirt where you could see his biceps and you can see that he's been working out too which is just insanity too much yeah (sighs) yeah he looked great and then i just have to say i will probably rave about jimin day one yeah for the rest of my life forever (laughs) forever black hair jimin enough said yeah and Demonic. the first night he had his hair down and the second night he had it all pushed back. So two different, very different looks from Jimin from night one to night two. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, J-Hope was wrecking. Jin was wrecking. Taeyang wrecking. He was up to his typical antics of like chewing gum, just making eyes at us, just being generally way too sexy. And um, yeah. yeah, we just had to dedicate some time to talk about just how remarkable they all look. Yeah. I mean, just they, yeah. Every single one of them. And here's what I want to say, just because it's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of like the cheerleader effect? Yeah. Where it's like, if you don't know, like guys, you know, I think it's kind of a misogynistic term, but guys will be like, oh, it's the cheerleader effect. If you think a, a bunch of girls are all really good looking, but individually they're they're not that good looking. Yeah. It's just all of them together. Um that does not exist with BTS. Mm-hmm. Like individually, they all looked fucking phenomenal. They're mm-hmm. all hot. They're all so attractive and handsome. Um, and then all together, like it was just overwhelming with these concerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's Anyways. get into the set list. Let's get into the actual concert. Okay. Yeah. So they performed at the very beginning. Life goes on. Then butter. And then dynamite. The tropical version. All three of these tracks were hit tracks and they were all on Billboard number one for their Hot 100 hits. Mm-hmm. Butter has now been on there three weeks in a row. Number one spot on Billboard. Congratulations. Yeah. But that was all from the past year that they've had. Crazy. Three number ones. Well, actually, they've had four if you include Savage Love. But Insanity. So it just makes sense that they started this concert and led into this concert with these three songs. Yeah, really perfect. Life Goes On was like the chill vibe leading in. And we saw them riding around in their camper on stage. Different from what we typically get with like a really hype song to begin a concert. So it was cool to start on a more chill vibe. And then Butter was a great second song being very upbeat and happy and their most recent hit. Um, And they just had such a flawless transition between the two songs. Um, And then I just felt like these were ideal summer songs to kick off this concert. Yeah. Right. You know, in the smack dab middle of summer. Yeah, an outdoor concert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A Mm -hmm. hot concert, too. So they they really set the tone. Yeah. Um, The summer vibes were really apparent with that tropical remix of Dynamite. So after they performed these first three songs, they got into their beginning mens, um, which was called Signal from Army. And of course, this is when they all say hello. And then they also talked about uh, what Army is currently talking about and gave their impressions of what Army is talking about. Mm-hmm. On day two, 
They sang parts of their own singles that they have uploaded to SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. That was super special, getting to hear every single one of them sing little snippets of their songs. Yeah. Young was supposed to sing Winter Bear. Like, that came up, and he's like, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the medley. <laughs> like, I forgot the melody. But, yeah, it was just sweet to to hear them sing little snippets of their, their personal work that they've done. Synchronicity that we literally just talked about, SoundCloud singles. Yeah. 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 Okay. Crazy. I know. And then on day two, after this, they performed Moving On on, wait, no, that was day one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, day one, they performed Moving On. And then day two, they performed Film Out. Yeah. And both of these performances were done seated in chairs, which is always nice to see them getting to sit. Yeah, for yeah. some of the performances. But moving on, I really didn't expect that. And I guess I really didn't expect film out either. Film out especially, too. I was like, wow, okay, they're doing a different set list for day two. Yeah. Which is a bit out of the ordinary. You, they usually have the same set list. Yeah, but I feel like maybe they were like, we know most armies are going to buy a day one and day two ticket mm-hmm. um, if possible. So I liked that they changed up the set list a little bit here, but it was surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, in moving on, Namjoon changed his verse from saying uh, three years. He changed it to saying eight years. Um, so it was more applicable because when they made that song, they were talking about moving out of their first dorm. Mm-hmm. And now I think they're kind of speaking about it and bringing it up in the context of their big moving on, like with Hybe and the moving mm-hmm. into the new building and the new studios and the new dance practice rooms. And, you know, I think it's another point of reflection for them here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in his outro, uh, too, he ended up changing the lyrics to say, after this pandemic shit, what do we get? What will we get? But one thing's for sure, this world will move on, mm-hmm. that we will move on past COVID-19. Yeah. 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 Love it. I also have to say that during Film Out, like, I thought Jungkook was going to steal the show for me because I was obsessed with his vocals. But mm-hmm. Jimin really stole the show during the live performance of Film Out. He mm-hmm. was phenomenal with his vocals, with his high notes, his runs. Um, he really, really killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phenomenal job from all of them, though. But yes, Jimin. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, after moving on and film out, we got Stay. And it was just amazing to see this subunit perform this song live. Like, I almost forgot about Stay. Yeah. And it brings such an energy. And this is such a unique trio with Jen Cook and Nam Joon. Yeah, it's like electronic pop. Yeah. And it really gets you on your feet. And when we were watching it together, I was up going crazy. I was just dancing all around, mm-hmm. just waving my army bomb. And all I could think was, I just wish that they could see what this song does to us yeah. and how much joy and happiness it brings us. Because we were both immediately out of our seats. You know, BTS had been seated for the previous song, so we were kind of seated, just chilling. But Stay really increased our energy. Mm-hmm. It was impossible to not dance along and, yeah. you know, shout and sing. And yeah, I really I really wish that they could see the effect that they have. Yeah. Um, I think Jin Cook were super cute together. At one point in this performance, they uh, are throwing little Korean hearts at the camera and just smiling, smiling, and being adorable, having a blast. They're having so much fun yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. So next was Fly to My Room, and so this is the V Man Soap subunit song. 
And what was special about this is the stage that they were on completely replicated the curated for ARMY by BTS, where BTS drew like ARMY's room. This was several months ago when they were promoting B. Mm -hmm. And every single element of that drawing was put on put into the stage that was so, so sweet so sweet and thoughtful and yeah this performance was incredible they were all in their pajamas just getting to see the subunit and to hear all of their live vocals yeah. they they sounded beautiful the vocal harmonies between Young and jimin were beautiful mm-hmm. yeah so then the next song on day one was Day Chuta and day two, surprise, was Chicken Noodle Soup. Totally not expecting yeah. Chicken Noodle Soup. People hypothesized about Day Chuta, mm-hmm. but Chicken Noodle Soup, I, I had no idea. Well, because we weren't even expecting totally, there to be any difference in the set list. Yeah, so Totally unexpected. Yeah. So huge treat. Absolutely iconic to perform these two songs in a concert, especially because... These were individual mixtape songs or a single, you know, like mm-hmm. Chicken Noodle Soup was a single. Day Chuta is from D2. Mm-hmm. So not even a fully BTS affiliated song, you know, solo tracks. But, but they made it BTS version. Like yes, all they did. of them singing these songs. Which makes it even more iconic. The mm-hmm. fact that the iconic, way... Like, fucking iconic. Will never be forgotten. The way that Day Chuta started with Jimin rapping... Oh, and he killed blew it? Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Yeah. I was like still kind of thinking it was Yoongi, but right. there was no denying that that was Jimin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could see the black bangs. So immediately you're like, oh no, this is Jimin fucking yeah, this killing is it. not Yoongi. Yeah. And then yeah. Jin comes in and Young killed his part too. And I Nam-Jun? think Namjoon mm. fucking killed it. Yeah. I think one of the best parts, though, is seeing BTS, like, forward in the stage, rapping Yoongi's lines for him as King Yoongi waited in the background, seated on the throne, just kind of looking over and watching the whole thing unfold. Yeah, yeah. Jimin also had this middle lip piercing. So we have this black hair Jimin with his bangs down and that lip piercing. I told you, Kayla, I don't even watch Star Wars, but I'm like, this is like Sith Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and I was always, I was already talking about how demonic he oh looked God. with this black hair. And I came to this massive realization that black hair Jimin doesn't need the forehead to be demonic. Like, I mean, he had full bangs and he was just wrecking me at every turn for this entire concert for day one, especially. Yeah. But it was so great to see all of the members sing and rap this song because their confidence was at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. Uh, This song really makes you feel unstoppable and getting to see every single BTS member rap to this showed that confidence seeping through with all of them too because it really is just... It's just a, a hype song. And I felt that that really carried into the remainder of the concert. Yeah. For both nights. For like both Day nights. Chuta, super hype and Chicken Noodle Soup had the same effect where all of the members got involved. All of the members delivered lines. They rode in on cars, on lowriders, on the back of them, got out. Fucking, first of all, Namjoon rapped Becky G's line in Spanish. Jimin finished her lines in Spanish. I could not believe that it was Minjoon rapping and singing 
in Spanish. In Spanish. I was like, hello. How are you? Are you good? Like being a Spanish teacher yeah. and being like Minjun bias. Bias. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. And so I just feel like 100% tailored for me. Like what yeah. the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, I was destroyed. And I also, I loved watching all of BTS do the chicken noodle soup choreo. I think Jin and Namjoon particularly fucking killed it. I could oh, not take my eyes off of them. Yes. I could not take my eyes off of Jen. Yeah. 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 Both of those, <laughs> Dejuta, Chicken Noodle Soup, they were iconic performances, uh, super special. Those will definitely be historic performances for BTS. Absolutely. On like dang level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beyond. Beyond that. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Okay, so after those two, on day one, we got Idol, and on day two, we got Telepathy, which was a huge treat and also a big surprise as well. Mm-hmm. Idol, like my thoughts about Idol for day one, it was just epic. I didn't expect them to perform Idol, um, but when they did, I was like, I'm ready for this because it's such a hype song, and I, they were gearing up for a big, powerful performance at mm-hmm. this point in the set list. Um, really, my main thoughts for Idol they're just too hot. Yeah. Like all of them really wrecked, really destroyed. Phenomenal. I wish that we had more substantial things to talk about with it. <laughs> but at this point in the concert, it becomes a blur. Yes. <laughs> because really just the insanity of how attractive and their stage per- their stage presence, it's just out of this world. And if I have anything quote on substantial to say is that they're just performers. They are meant to be on stage. And Idol really is a great representation of that yeah. because the the energy that they deliver on stage, even without an audience, is unreal. Can you imagine when they're actually in front of a stadium full of armies? Yeah. Like that's just, they're going to be unstoppable. They are unstoppable. They I mean, talked yeah. about that in their Festa conversation. Yeah. They were like, once you see a BTS concert, you're hooked. There's nothing better. And it's, they were like laughing about it, like joking, but it's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. They're songwriters, they're rappers, singers, dancers, whatnot. I mean, top notch entertainers. Yeah. But really, performers is that's what they are to the core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, day two for telepathy. What I loved is that since they did chicken noodle soup, they had these cars. Mm-hmm. So, they all got to ride around in these cars on stage. And I got to be honest, all I could really pay attention to the whole time was Taejin. Yes. They were destroying me with these <laughs> sunglasses. Uh, they were both in the same car. Jin had these bright pink shades on. And then Young had these white <laughs> shades on. Yeah. And they were just wrecking. They were destroying. And they were having such a blast, such a fun time. And that's really how the majority of all of BTS were for telepathy. It was just a fun time. Vibing. Yeah. Yeah. And just interacting and having a fun time. Which is what the song is about, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I just feel like Taejin really matched each other's energies here with these sunglasses. Mm-hmm. They were just goofing off together and really having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really fun yeah. to watch. So another song that was performed on both day one and day two, which we were anticipating and hoping for. I'm so glad that we got it. We got disease. Yes. So great. What was lovely about this song was not only did we get to see it performed live, which we haven't yet to this date, yeah, mm-hmm. up until Master, they got to go out into the audience and we saw all of the armies on their screens and BTS got to walk around and 
basically interact with ARMY through the screens, which is so tough to to see because it's just not the same experience. But it was lovely to see them getting to really get a close look at the armies who were watching. And then also we got to see J-Hope freestyle dancing. I loved getting him to see do his warm-up stretch at the beginning mm-hmm. of the song. Like, oh, mm-hmm. he's yawning. Uh-oh, like he's mm-hmm. warming up. So cute. We also got to see this bridge live with Jin and Jungkook, Jungkook. and Jimin. Oh mm. my gosh, those live vocals were unreal. I've been dying to hear their live vocals sing disease and it was well worth the wait. I'm so blessed that we finally got to hear it live. And then I will say when they all got up on stage towards the end of the song, I was like, oh my gosh, choreo. Like yeah. I thought there was going to be choreo, but there wasn't. And I can't even say that I was disappointed. I was just because kind of we got antici- disease. Yeah, we got yeah. disease. But I was anticipating some choreography, just it being a J-Hope song. But we got to see J-Hope vibe and freestyle along to the dance. And honestly, I feel like that's how it was meant to be performed. Yeah, it was fulfilling. Yeah. And I did. I did or they're think saving that, it. Right. Or they're saving it for later. <laughs> I did think that they were going to line up, that they were lining up for choreo too. But they weren't. They were just lining up because they were about to have another ment. Um, I did really, really enjoy disease as well. Mm-hmm. So for this meant uh, <laughs> at night one, um, you were reading the subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I had no idea what they were talking about this entire time. I guess that during this meant they were talking about their anniversary and really like wishing BTS and each other a happy birthday. But for me... Um, all that I could see was just the fact that BTS were like slowly taking off all of their jackets. Because they were hot. They were break they have broken a sweat at this point in the concert. So like Namjoon reveals this muscle shirt that he has. And come to find out later from Twitter that this like 260 something dollar shirt was a regular t-shirt. So that means that he cut the sleeves off to make it a muscle shirt. So just just to destroy cruel. <laughs> literally cruel. Okay, because he's sitting there sweating glistening looking amazing already and then he pulls out these guns and yeah. so i i was like bethany i don't know how you're reading subtitles i can't look away from namjoon's arms yeah on top of that jimin was sitting right next to him and jimin was doing his typical thing of oh i have this little light uh like button down shirt on that's unbuttoned completely and i'm gonna put it off of my shoulders and both shoulders both shoulders because yeah. of course it's so hot outside so he's like sweaty and he was wearing a tank top so it's like so much arms, so much really for Jimin. It was like all about the collarbone and the neck. That was like yeah. so enthralling. You said that the the masculinity and femininity of Jimin was just like this swirling mix of yeah. just like hotness that yeah. you like couldn't handle. Yeah, it was unbearable. <laughs> yes. And at this time also, again, right one seat over was J-Hope sitting there. He also had like a button down shirt open with mm. like a tank top. So he taking, you know, some tips from Jimin's book was also like having his shirt come off of his shoulders and sitting there looking phenomenal as well. Yeah. Bethany, I know your armpit hair kink. We saw some armpit. It was yeah, amazing. It was, it was amazing. And then also Jungkook, this was day one where they were doing mm-hmm. a lot of this and Jungkook was in a crop top shirt. Fuck! Seriously? And, yeah. And his sweater or like whatever jacket thing just had all these cuts like open like cuts the sleeves. In it. yeah and all of the sleeves so he was just like skin everywhere tattoos everywhere 
eyebrow piercing forehead. I mean, it was just like way too much. It was so overwhelming. <laughs> it was way, way too much. But when I was I was reading all of the, you know, the captions or you know, just you know, the translations and you're like, honestly, all I can look at is BTS. And then I looked up. And I just admired them. Like, what am I doing? Like, I should just be looking at them right now. You didn't. I had tried to tell you. I was like, do you yeah. see Namjoon right now? Do you see his arms? I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And you were like still reading the captions. It was like three <laughs> minutes later. And I was like, Bethany, like, look up. And you were yeah. like, what have I been missing? Yeah. You know? Shit. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. I can't even talk about what they were talking about there because yeah. my whole. Well, there were quite attention. a few men's and, and yeah. Mm. Anyways, after this, they performed fire for both day one and day two. This stage just had this infrared lighting. There was explosions on the screens, like the digital screens behind them, lots of fire. What I really cannot help but to notice for this performance was just we get growling Young, him feeling himself fully like chewing his pretend bubble gum thing that he does. I just I love seeing him really feel himself and get into it. Which he always does for fire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was so enthralled on night two because I was like, okay, I'm watching on my phone. I can take screenshots today, whatever. I could not even take screenshots. I was just, could not do anything besides focus on BTS. Fully enthralled. Fully. (laughs) Um, And I also really liked, I think they did a better job with the camera angles on day two as opposed to day one overall. Really, the fire performance was the first time I really noticed it. Mm -hmm. But we just got the single view, view. not the Mm multi-cam. And with the single view on night one, there was a lot of really wide stage shots. So it was cool to see like the full figure eight stage. But a lot of times I feel like we missed out on close close-ups of BTS during their parts. So on night two, I feel like we got much better shots of them closer. Mm -hmm. I really don't recall any like wide stage shots for night two. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then after this, they they performed So What? And on day one, we got this really cute and amusing Taekook water fight. What happened is Taeyang had gone over to Jungkook and poured his water bottle onto Jungkook and mm-hmm. he just kind of took it and you could see that he was mischievous and was planning his revenge of some sort. <laughs> but you see him start to chase Taeyang like he's going to get revenge and pour his water on him. And Taeyang freaking runs for his life. <laughs> like absolutely running for his life. But while he's doing it, he has this massive shit eating grin Grin. on his face (laughs) you know like he's he would hope that jungkook would do this but they both run so fast like taeyang is seriously running for his life sprinting sprinting and jungkook we know is athletic as hell and probably faster than taeyang but is struggling to keep up with him because taeyang is literally running for his (laughs) life and all i kept thinking for them performing so what and then running this freaking like sprinting this fast i'm like they how are they gonna sing their lines but it doesn't even matter because they were just having so much fun yeah and that's that's all that mattered. And they still sang their lines. They did. Jungkook was going crazy with his runs for So What after yeah. that. I'm like, how are you doing that? How do you have breath? Yeah. But it was Taeyong absolutely Taeyong like was on stage sitting down like fully out of breath. <laughs> yeah. He was full on sitting for the rest of the song. I thought it was hilarious just that this whole thing even happened mm-hmm. and like you could tell that the camera was like going to do something else for the the 
for this song, but ended up actually following Tay Cook and this like foot chase around the stage, like not paying attention to any of the other members. Just something that would only happen at muster. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for day two, Taeyong can he just continues with the shenanigans. Chaotic. Which is, it's him. It's who he is, the core. <laughs> but he was wearing these sunglasses and he somehow like popped out the lens of one of one of the glasses. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He lost it on stage somewhere. He's yeah. just being too crazy. Yeah. But whenever whenever we think of So What, we think of Taejin. Because on stage, they would like get really close to each other, get really close to each other's faces. Just chaotic. And so the second the second day of So What, I just like couldn't help but to focus in on Taejin. And how Young put these glasses back on his face with the lens missing. So he looks even more crazy. And then they have like their intense Taejin moment during yeah. So What. It's yeah. hilarious. Like Jin has his hand on Young's chest. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> chaotic. It was, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. So after this, they go into their mints again. And then after that, they get into... Their last song. They announced that it's their last song of the night, which is not today. A hell of a way to go out, even though we know it's not the last song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this Not Today was a low bass trap remix, uh, which was just phenomenal. We were surprised to get Not Today on top of already getting fire. Um, but even and more Idol for and day Idol. One. Yeah, yeah, especially for with Idol for day one, because those are very hype, high energy, a lot of choreo, a lot of movement songs. Um, but then we were even more surprised that this was a remix to it. So Again, BTS always delivering something new to keep us interested and excited. Not that we need it, but um, they can add this remix to the list of songs that we absolutely need released. Okay, so like we have Dang, we have the Dionysus Trap remix, and now we have this Not Today Trap Remix. We need them. Like, please let us stream them. Like, let us chart them. Let us chart them. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Release them as singles. I think that... Big Hit knows the mass success and how much ARMY loved the Dionysus remix, that trap remix for Map of the Soul 1. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, let's do it for Not Today for Muster. And here we are again dying for this ba- low bass trap remix of Not Today. It was just insanity. Yeah, it, it totally like, changed the attitude of the song. Yeah, it yeah. makes it somehow more hardcore and mm-hmm. sexier and more intense by having it with this remix. I yeah. don't know what it is. Their delivery was growly. It was powerful. It was assertive and it was dominant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After this, so that was the last song. We see the stage lights go out. But of course, we're all chanting the fan chants and BTS and just waiting for the encore. Mm-hmm. So for the encore, they come out with their more casual wear. They're wearing like t-shirts like they normally do, the concert t-shirts. So they're wearing the muster merchandise. Mm-hmm. And then they're, of course, they're quirky, you know, their own little accents. So Young is usually wearing a hat. J-Hope has like a bag, bag. on. Yoongi is like iced up. You know, whatever it is, they're <laughs> all it. getting to show a little bit more of their own style along with the merchandise for that tour or yeah. for that concert. So we ended up for night one, we got... Wishing on a Star, the Korean version. Oh, wait, no, wait, hold up. For both nights. For both nights, yeah. For both nights, we got Wishing on a Star, the Korean version, and we also got 
a supplemental story, You Never Walk Alone. Both of those, like mm-hmm. one right after the other. Like a little bit of a medley, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, it was one of the biggest surprises because Wishing on a Star was released with, was it Youth? Youth 2016, yeah, a Japanese album. A Japanese album. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was a Korean version. I thought it was always a Japanese song. Yeah. And so I think I've maybe listened to Wishing on a Star like three times, if that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was very surprising to hear it. But, you know, this is what Muster is about. Muster is about these songs that you don't ever get to see live performances of. Yeah. And I loved that this song was chosen because we were looking at each other during the encore waiting as it kept chanting BTS, waiting for them to come out, hypothesizing what songs we were going to get. We thought maybe two, three. We thought maybe we are Bulletproof part two, but we were kind of hoping for two, three more. So mm-hmm. very content with the surprise of getting Wishing on a Star. Um, I feel like, you know, with their hopes and their wishes like they just wished at the end of festa to see army again and to tour i thought that it was uh very purposeful as the choice here Mm -hmm. especially with the concept the concept that was going on of like this they're out on a celestial planet somewhere yeah the vcrs yeah and they're on their way in this universe in this space to Army's hearts and so wishing on a star really I think fit that yeah and the lyrics fit that too mm-hmm. yeah so for their official ending ments uh, all of them speak a lot about the future for in-person concerts all of them were very hopeful that it's coming soon I had told you Kayla that one of my biggest <laughs> I guess expectations for muster was to hear something about the tour dates and what's supposed to be happening with all of the, I mean, all of our concerts that we have that all of us have tickets to who are fortunate enough to have tickets to, it says like postponed still and that the new dates will be announced soon and that your ticket will still qualify and that you're, you know, just for the future date. Right. But to hear and see that Ticketmaster is saying soon, I would expect with all of these other artists who are announcing their worldwide tours and selling tickets for that, I'm like, what is going on? Come on, BTS. You know, I want to know. I thought we would maybe hear something, but all of them just really said soon. Yeah. Which I feel like we've been hearing for a long time, but I'm just so impatient and I need to just let it be. I mean, but it's understandable that we're impatient you know especially with all these other artists like announcing their tours and tickets being sold and kind of we have spent five hundred dollars each on this ticket soundtrack it would kind of be (laughs) interesting you know it'd be nice to know what's up with them for sure um they talked about during their ending months also that they appreciated that their venue was outside and they got to perform outside it felt more like a stadium tour um concert and they really feel like they're one step closer to in-person live concerts again. Like Jin said that they're halfway there, you know, meaning mm-hmm. like first they were fully untacked, you know, performing Online, on a soundstage inside. inside. And now they're outside. So at least that's like halfway there. Now they just need ARMY there. Um, and then Namjoon even said that if this concert were have 
been happening three weeks later, then they could have even potentially had a small live audience there just because of Korea's um, rules about gatherings changing. Um, recently. Recently. Yeah. Too recently for anything for the concert to change. But that gave us such hope, like thinking, we know here in the States, like, Sports are happening. People are gathering. You know, you're vaccinated, and it's happening. So it's hopeful to hear that that's also happening a little bit in Korea, mm-hmm. giving us hope for that tour to come. So for the last song, Taeyang ended up saying that everyone should get out their phones and to turn their flashlight on on their cameras. And to point them out the window up towards the sky. Mm -hmm. So we were together and I'm like, all right, Kayla, we got to do it. We opened up your door. (laughs) We went outside in the morning daylight (laughs) holding up our our flashlight. Yeah, by this time it's like almost 7 a.m. Yeah, like full, like the sun was up. Yeah, (laughs) And we're standing outside on your front porch just like holding our cell phones up to the sky. Dancing around a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And then they went into Microcosmos, which was their finishing song. We got to see that they had ARMY sing, like, pre-recorded mm-hmm. for a big hit. Big hit had asked for it. So we got to see that BTS heard our voices delivered to them on right. stage. And you could see it in their faces that that was extremely moving for them and unexpected. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, imagine—we've talked about this so much ever since the pandemic— that it's so hard for BTS perform to perform live on stage without an audience. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine— um, but at the very end, we see them ride off stage and their camper rover because <laughs> and, and it's just like they're continuing on their journey to army. to army. Yeah. Yeah. I loved how they ended it for like overall. I really think that the song selection really makes sense with the themes, especially like wishing on a star you never walk alone and microcosmos being like the big three that they ended with um not only are those all very encouraging songs of hope for the future and being together and you know having a wish and you know making it come true but microcosmos was the last song that they performed for army on tour um and you know just revisiting Ooh, that yeah just yeah just revisiting that for festa with that they released the clip of it and um you know kind of talking about being able to gather again soon. I think that Microcosmos had a lot of significance being the last song. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think a lot of this concert had significance. The song choices that were chosen and yeah, especially Microcosmos. Now looking back that that was the last song that they performed live uh, with ARMY. So I hope that that's the bridge to being with ARMY again in person at a live concert. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Felt like this uh, muster was a good reflection for the year and all of what they've done. Uh, we really, really enjoyed uh, the end of Festa and also both nights of muster. They were just incredible concerts. It's always just a treat to see BTS performing live. Yeah. Muster typically is just in Korea. Mm-hmm. So this was the first time that muster was a world concert. Yeah. So being able to actually take part in muster this year was extra special. Um, We've always talked about how we wanted to go attend to muster. muster, that mm-hmm. we would go to Korea to be at muster. 
And now we actually got to be at muster. Yeah, we did. In this weird twisted way. Yeah, in this weird twist of fates and mm-hmm. COVID and whatever, we can be grateful that we at least got to attend muster. Yeah. Um, so we really, really enjoyed talking about Festa and muster with you guys just as much as we enjoyed the experience of them. Uh, we would love to know what you guys thought about Festa, what you guys thought about muster. What did you do for it? How did you feel about the performances? What was your favorite part? Please reach out to us. Uh, DM us on Instagram, on Twitter, Standing BTS Pod, Standing BTS Podcast. We love to hear from you. It's the best part of our week. And before we leave, I do want to say a special thanks to our VIP iconics, especially Eileen Ruchalt, Michelle Park, Deja, Meg DeRuggio, Rachel, Robin, and Allie. And of course, you guys can find links for all of our things in the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.